So speak, speaking of betting, not a bet, but let me let me throw out the question. It's really for Neil and, and, and Cal, because mm-hmm. uh, I read a uh, post from Taskmaster saying that um, the hype token being a utility, and I think we talked about this before. Mitch talked about it before, but um, I think you you are you don't see a future in Hive. Neil, correct? And <laughs> Cal um, is a, a, a Hive advocate. Um, yeah. So, so why? You know, can we have a debate around that? Sure. Uh, because his his thesis was, um, as more projects come onto the blockchain, um, there's going to be a need, a demand for for Hive, and you know that should, by itself, cause the price to increase. Yeah, but demand how as a utility token? Yes, as, yes. As value, yeah. you know, as appreciation play. U- so utility, I, utility. I'm in the same. I'm in the same boat as Neil. Uh, to be honest. Okay, well let's 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 talk about it because I, I let's talk about it. You, you, you don't think it has a future if 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 it's a utility? I guess utility has to be can't fluctuate as much, right? The price. Typically, bottom not. line is, I mean, think about it. I guess it's you know comes down to a supply demand issue. I mean, even if it's being used as a utility token, it's just basically processing. You know what I mean? It's like I need it. I need that token for this specific reason to do this specific transaction, right? So it just keeps getting recycled, 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 as opposed to you know people hoarding it, thus creating a imbalance in supply and demand, thus creating a you know increase in price but it can be both it can be utility and, and an investment right I so mean, i agree this goes back to even what we were talking about yes uh last i, I know last i know with I leo know. it's that dynamic of crypto it's like it's a utility but it's also an investment but it's a utility but it's an investment so it's going to be both you know if, if more projects come <laughs> online right and you know that project has its own um uh token right in order to play that game you're going to need some type of conversion, right? And so I would think that, and supply and demand, you know, maybe, you know, five years from now, you know, there'll be a lot more people, a lot more projects. So, so here's, here's, here's the fundamental difference between Hive and Leo. So it, with Leo, you have a person running the thing who has a business mindset about, you know, growing that platform. Okay. And in Hive, you don't. <laughs> you have. Uh, let me. Let me. I'm trying to think of a of a nice way to say things. Um, you have a bunch of people who are technically very savvy. Um, have from from the years I've been around the Hive and Steam ecosystems, have absolutely zero concept of 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 well of social media fundamentally. <laughs> um, and you know they don't have any they don't have any business acumen, uh, at least not that I've seen. Um, you know the only guy at the top who does is Agrod, and they pretty much kicked him out. Um, and oh, you know, I, didn't, I didn't know that. Wait, what did he get kicked out of? Well, I mean, you know, he got voted out of consensus, and so his. Uh, I didn't know that. His I'm, I'm so out of the loop. Consensus on what? Are we talking about Hive right now? I'm sorry. On Hive. Yeah. Yeah. yeah oh. on Hive. Um, oh, wow! Did not know that. Yeah, he's. I forget what number he is now, but uh, anyway. Um, so yeah, so if there is that user growth and there are those applications that come onto Hive and that requires the use of Hive as a utility token, then then yeah, that could all happen. Uh, it's just not going to, <laughs> basically. 
Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I I would say I'm a little bit more optimistic on it, but you know, it. I look at it similar to Bitcoin. A lot of people say, okay, Bitcoin. It costs. The point of Bitcoin, I guess, is originally to be a way where you can send money globally, instantly, all that. Uh, but then, you know, Bitcoin has its own issues. Like uh, sometimes the transfers take two days if the uh, if the network is clogged up. Um, and, you know, the average TX fee, I think right now is about five bucks. So uh, and if I'm sending 10 bucks, you know, that's not that doesn't really work. I'm going to pay 50 percent in fees. Yeah. Um, so even people even in Bitcoin are having the debate, is Bitcoin something that we can utilize like as a utility to send money or is it just something where we're all speculating, hoping that it goes to 100K? Um, I think Bitcoin is more of a speculation. I mean, that's surely why I'm in it. Yeah. So, and think about this too. Um, there's a question that everyone has to ask themselves in terms of what's your timeline? So like, Cal, for you, you know, being high on, on, on Hive is fine because can Hive do something? Yeah, it might, but it's five, 10 years from now, in my opinion, you know, if it is going to, as opposed to Bitcoin is if crypto is going to have any kind of mass appreciation in, within the next five years, Bitcoin's still going to be that lead. So for me, flipping Hive into Bitcoin makes sense because while well, I'm 42 freaking years old, for you, it's like, hey, 10 years from now, mid 30s, perfect. I'll take my millions in Hive. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. also a timeline question. I'm going to um, say it also depends though, right? A law of numbers. Um, you know, for, for what's easier for Bitcoin to get to um, 20,000 or for Hive to get to 50 cents. And, and, and if Bitcoin goes up, Bitcoin. if Bitcoin goes, oh, that's, that sounds like another bet, folks. Oh. <laughs> the problem is, no one but maybe Cal is going to take the, the Hive bet. And I don't even know if he's going to take oh, the Hive I'll, bet. I'll take, I'll take, I'll the take hive that bet. Hive bet. Where's Hive at right now? I mean, I'll, put, I'll put 10 on, 10 on, I'll put 10 Hive against Neil and, and, and Mitch. Hold on, I gotta look at the charts. We see, we see. <laughs> I don't even know where Hive is. <laughs> I think Hive is at twenty-four cents. Oh, uh, we're saying basically, which one's gonna double first? Exactly. But I, exactly. I mean, look at look at history, right? Like uh, within the last six weeks, which one has been at fifty cents and which one hasn't? Been exactly. Yeah, well, don't, don't gonna... give all the don't give all the secrets away. I'm not gonna lie, Ron. <laughs> when you were when you were putting it together, I thought you were going to say Hive at a dollar. When you said 50 cents, I was like, oh, I'm not even excited about it going to 50 cents. If Hive goes to a dollar, then I'm excited. Okay, no. So you, it got a quadruple. I, Hive gets a dollar before um, Bitcoin gets to 40K. Oh, definitely. Mm. I definitely see that. I, I'd still take Bitcoin. Wow. Okay, so which one are we betting on? A double? Let's do quadruple. Just to make it exciting. <laughs> <laughs> See now we just need the we need the Leo bet uh, yeah. to uh, need a platform oh, to make this man. happen. Yep. The rails are falling off everything right now. <laughs> Gambling junkies, <laughs> as if trading wasn't enough. So, but either or, all the currencies benefit, right? Okay. Um, the tide yes. is going to rise all, all boats, right? So, um, but personally, um, I hear what you're saying, Neil. Um, it, it, I guess the the, the the downfalls that, you know, Hive is quote unquote not um, centralized as to why, um, you know, there might not oh. be a business um, person that's leading the, 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 the campaign. Well, the, you, I mean, yes and no. So, I mean, 
it's not centralized in the same way that Leo is centralized under Cal, but it is centralized in that all the top guys are all basically supporting each other. No, I get that. I get that. And doesn't the purpose of that development fund compensate for yeah. lack of, um, I but guess. Who controls the development fund? It's the same guys at the top. And that's kind of the funny thing about crypto in general is that everything is about decentralization on, on the, uh, you know, on the front, but then uh, on the backside, a lot of it is pretty centralized yeah. and it, it's so, hard to get around it. You know, it's an oligarchy instead of a monarchy. It's like, okay, great. <laughs> yeah. And that might, that might, I don't, I don't know how do you, how you change that. Right. You know, the, if you, th you think of everything, you know, there's, there's that wealth gap, right. you know, um, you know, with, even within Leo, you know, now I was, I was, um, for lack of a better word, I was wise enough to, to, to foresee that I, I or I say I was, I, I had the belief that, that Leo finance could be a lot bigger. So yeah, I, I bought, um, a decent amount, you know, in addition to my curation to get me to the point where I'm at. Right. But, but you know, I'm, I'm a whale, right. We, I'm, a, I'm, I'm the 1%. Yep. Right. Um, Look like at you being the 1%. Damn you. <laughs> like if you sold all your Leo, like right now, the market would die. Right. Right. But I think, I guess the, I don't know if it's a good part. I guess there's aspects within crypto that, you know, once you achieve a certain status, you want to spread that wealth, right? Um, even within Leo, um, it's to my best interest to spread that wealth, right? Um, I can't succeed if Leo doesn't succeed, right. right? So the way to do that is to share that wealth. You know, uh, I mean, in that case, uh, my username is at scaredycatguy. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, you know, I don't know if yeah, Basil has the uh climate fund he has and he finally donated some money um i think to uh, schools or whatever the case is you know um you know once the folks on wall street make a lot of money they start giving back right they don't start giving back as they make the money um so that might be the difference between i don't know crypto and and uh you know wall street I, I don't i don't know yeah i've got a whole article on how charity is stupid <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, uh, i mean I, I guess going back to the thing about hive the other thing to remember is that like for me with how much i believe in like for me i believe hive's going to a dollar you know it's almost like a guaranteed thing in my mind even though obviously there's a chance that it won't but even with that said i have more money in Bitcoin than I do in Hive. So clearly I believe in, believe in Bitcoin more than I believe in Hive in that well, sense. Well, you believe in Bitcoin more as an appreciation play, as an investment. Right. Yeah. Because you clearly with, believe in Hive the project more. Right. And yeah, then also I that means in, we're, we're even here, right? So me and Neil have Bitcoin and you and Roland have Hive. Is that? Yeah. <laughs> let's do it. I mean, we uh, all, we all, I mean, we're all pro crypto, right? You know, yeah. so. I would love. I would love to lose the hive bet. Like no one loses here because if right. either one of them go exactly. up, we're all we're all winners. <laughs> exactly. You know now. Now, Cal, what's your what's your what's your time frame? Plus or minus, you know, a year or uh, so for hive, for hive? getting to a, for, for a buck to a buck. Um. Well, I think Bitcoin's going to hit fifty to a hundred thousand by the end of next year. So. 
let's say 12 months from now, I think Hive hits a dollar. What's your thesis? Because really, on? Bitcoin's going to go up and drag Hive with it. Right. What's your thesis on Bitcoin and those targets? I mean, I'm mostly just following other people's predictions. Um, okay. But like the Worth stock having. to flow model, okay. things like that. Okay. So, and I mean, we had the halving. And uh, if, if we go based on the last halving took about 500 days after the halving for us to hit 20K. The one before that, I think, took like 300 something days. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, I think hopefully we're looking at something like 500 days from now, uh, you know, to hit a new all time high or less. You got I mean, a lot heard, more people in the market now too compared yeah, to- Yeah, I think it's gonna be faster. Yeah. I heard someone, I don't know who it was, you know, you guys know, you guys heard of, uh, his name is Thomas Lee from Funstat Strat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You heard of him, uh, Neil? Yep. Yeah, so I follow him. Um, he's, a, he's a contrarian type of guy. Um, but when the, you know, when the market hit his March lows, he said, you know, we were going to get to new all time highs. Um, but he, he's, he thinks, you know, he's contrarian, but I believe he said, he, he's also the one that said that, you know, Bitcoin can't rise if the stock market doesn't rise. Right. But someone out there, I don't know if it was him or someone, you know, they had a 28,000 price target for Bitcoin by the, by the end of the year. Hmm. Um, you know, I don't, Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, you can't lose whether it goes to 11, 12, 13, 14, 15K, you know, you, you can't lose. Now, if the market does take another leg down, um, I think we had this question before, you know, is is Bitcoin going to follow? Yeah, probably. So far it has been, right? And that's because I think Neil said, because people are selling Bitcoin because of margin calls? Yeah, I mean, not necessarily a margin call, but just, um, you know, that same kind of mechanic where, you know, if they're, um, if you've got a, a private equity fund or whatever, and you've got stock investments and bond investments and currencies, and then you have crypto, what are you going to sell first when you need to raise capital? Right, got you. Crypto? Okay. Okay. And it's kind of self-fulfilling, right? Because, you know, it, if we start to see a correlation, which we have been between, you know, the stock market goes down and Bitcoin kind of lags behind it a little bit, but it also goes down the same day. Soon enough, everybody starts thinking, oh, I might as well sell my Bitcoin earlier in the day if the stock market's down. Right. And then uh, so then you get, you know, more retail people doing it, too. I read a post by John Doe. He said um, if every uh, the 0.27% uh, of the world's population can, um, can have one Bitcoin. Um, yep. So. So, yeah. So I mean, obviously, the 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 I'll say the smart money is controlling Bitcoin too. Then, yeah, yeah. Or is it retail? Or is it smart money? No, it's smart money. I think. I'm sorry. I think it's smart money. Okay. I mean, retail is still only you know one or two percent is uh, okay crypto of, of any kind. Okay, so like fifty bucks. So then in order for Bitcoin to go up, regardless of whether it happens to the stock market, then it goes back to the dollar, right? If, um, you know, if the... We need that printer the, going. Huh? <laughs> we need the printer going. Yeah. But if the, if the world loses its faith in the dollar, right? Uh-huh. Then Bitcoin should go up. Yes. Right? Hopefully. Yep. I mean, it's, it's certainly the easiest alternative at this point. 
you know, uh, that's what kills me about the gold bugs. So like the, the gold bugs are right about everything except for the pack, except for the part about using gold for money. <laughs> hey, they're right about everything except for the vehicle that they're choosing to ride. Like, yes, yeah. if this was 1980 gold, but it's not. So like, Crypto is now essentially the function, I think, of, of what gold was in terms of in terms of like that gold bug bug crowd. It's now the yeah. crypto bug. Yeah, basically. Crypto I mean, bug. I mean, crypto both. bug for for the this generation. You yeah. know, cash generation. Exactly. So think right? about the gold bug generation. Most of those people right. are retired, and right. at some point aren't going to be around anymore. And right. you know. You think about like, think about like us, you know what I mean? Like we're the beginning of crypto. I mean, we're in our forties and you know, we're down with crypto and obviously, you know, Neil and then Cal. So when you, half the population is, 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 you know, going to be right. crypto bugs in a way. So that's what I think people always get uh, ahead of themselves talking about, you know, with, you know, crypto blowing up and blah, blah, blah. I'm just like, think about how long it took for the internet to become wide stream. And that happened yeah. super fast. Yeah. But, from the time the first personal computer was created to the time that it was in every household, I mean, we're talking like 30 right, years. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, so I, you need I, to sift through generations. Yeah, I look at the, uh, at the disruption models where it follows a, an S-shaped sigmoidal curve where like the, the time it takes for, the, for market penetration to get from 0% to 10% of whatever market you're talking about is the same as the amount of time it takes to go from 10% to 90%. Wow. And then the, the last ten percent just you know eventually yeah. kind of gets there. That's uh, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Pretty so cool like, yeah. so like I've crunched numbers and and you know this was a couple of years ago that I ran it, but at that time we were at like three percent market penetration of like people who have uh, some kind of crypto balance. So we're a ways away from ten percent, and it's been twelve years. So um, you know, call it let's round ups, call it fifteen to get to ten percent. Then another fifteen to get like that whole seismic shift, so it's going to be a while, you know. Yeah. But um, you know, if you have that kind of time frame, I think it's it's inevitable. But it won't what be is a the while. Percent on people who have some kind of crypto balance. Three percent of of people like, uh, of all it's, people it's, it's, uh, of it's uh, the way I looked at it. If I remember right, it was three percent of people who have a bank account. Okay. Uh, have some kind of crypto balance. Yeah, but it won't be a while if the U.S. government kind of gets on the ball, right? What if they adopt with, crypto? with, with crypto regulations and you know? Oh no! Then you, so, have, then you have ETFs behind that, and maybe. I mean, you know, not that many people own stocks either, so I don't know if that would that would that might help it a little bit. I don't think that would be you know, getting to 90% market penetration. I mean, I spoke to someone at work and I think you mentioned it last week because I think people are scared, but I spoke to someone at, at work. I was telling him about <laughs> Leo Finance and, and D-City. And, uh, you know, I told him that it's, it's crazy, you know, the, the residual income that I'm, that I'm making. And uh, we started talking about, you know, what is Bitcoin? And, you know, um, I have a very small um, knowledge base in terms of how I could explain it to him. But he got the gist. Um, but, you know, what I took from that conversation was, you know, he still thinks it's like a, a scam. Mm -hmm. Right. And um, I'm like, wow, you know, I'm so far on the other side that and then I'm saying, well, how can I get him to open his eyes a little bit? Now, he's interested. Right. He's saying, well, Roland, when I finish my semester in school, 
you know, I, you know, I, you gotta, you gotta put me on, onto, uh, you know, Hive and Leo Finance. Um, you know, he's a very, he's a smart dude. Um, you know, mechanically inclined, but he likes to, he, he likes to do the research so that he, he's comfortable with what he does, right? But it just floored me for him to, for him to say his knowledge base of, of cryptos and Bitcoin is that it's a scam. So I was floored because I don't think anyone has ever said that to me. Really? You need to get out more. <laughs> I was gonna say, like that's like the majority of the response, I think. Um, you know, I try to put my my family onto it. You know, my son, he's very familiar with it. Um, but you know, my cousins who are my age, you know, it's it's like you guys just are lost. Not a single person in my family tree owns crypto besides me. Wow. I've like gotten family, everybody I'm talking in about my direct family. family. Like my whole family tree, I'm the only person that owns crypto. Wow. And I can probably say the same, to be honest. I mean, yeah. I mean, you got to push people though. Like I, you know, everybody in my family owns crypto now, but only because I basically forced it down their throats. Right. <laughs> and I like your model. That's like a great said, way to convert you, people. <laughs> you said, oh. um, it might be more effective to have a conversation with one person versus try to reach the masses. Right. Right. And, yeah, one and it also goes back to what Neil said though. How many of those people own stock in my family tree? There's probably about three people that own stocks. Good so point. I'm also, you know, in that case, just an aberration. So, so you got to know your audience, right? Yeah. And if you want to increase your um, conversion rate, right. Go after investors first, people that already own stocks, bonds, real estate, yeah. things like that, because yeah. they're already doing those things. They're already open-minded to it. Right. I've got a great way of converting people too. I tell them, if you buy $100 worth of Bitcoin, I'll guarantee that if you lose that $100, I'll give you $100. So they can't lose. Wow. They have all upsides. Yeah. So uh, that'll increase your conversion rate a little bit. I don't bit. know about that county party risk though. Uh, I mean... Watch all of a sudden, Cal, somehow Cal goes viral on like a video and all of a sudden everyone starts hitting him up. Next thing you know, there's yeah. 200,000 people in crypto and Cal's backing them all. Yeah. No, I like that. I, 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 I like that. Yeah. I mean, Bitcoin's not going to zero. Right. I mean, you can't. Uh, and the way I explain it to people is like, if you hold on to this thing for a couple of years, you're not going to lose money. But let's just imagine that somehow you lost money. I'll make sure that you don't. Like if you're just putting a hundred bucks in and usually they'll end up putting more in over time too. They won't mm. stop at a hundred yeah. once they kind of uh, get bitten by the Bitcoin bug. Very interesting. So um, you just gave me a, a, not a thought, but Rollin, you went blurry. Oh yeah. I don't know what happened. Oh, there we go. Um, so how could we do something like this for, um, cause I'll be willing to give away some, uh, some Leos, you know, as, as a, as a sign on, um, you know, for signing up, but then, but then the fear, the, no, 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 no. I don't actually, I don't want to do that. <laughs> yes. Cause because my, cause I'm thinking that I'm thinking that, so I, it's, it's about knowing your audience again. Right. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to say, okay, you sign up, I'll give you 50 Leos or a hundred Leos and then they sell. And then, you know, so it's knowing, it's knowing your audience again. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's a, uh, probably an algorithm that can let you know, it's like, all right, if we do a giveaway, you know, X amount of people are just going to claim and dump and then X amount of people are going to stay around and get involved. I mean, 
it's 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 a business model that people use and it works as long as you have your 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 ratios right yeah i mean even uh uh when they started paypal they were giving out i think it was like they would give you a 50 dollar gift card um and then uh or like a 50 dollar gift card or something if you signed up and then another 50 if you got a friend to sign up or something like that yeah 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 Maybe you could do that. Maybe you could do the uh, friend bonus if you uh, get someone on Leo. I like you get, that. You get Let's a make it a multi-level marketing. Order. I like that. Yeah, because it, listen, it motivates. I like that. It motivates. The, case in point, you see it like, you know, with real estate or whatever. It's just like if I refer a yep. client to someone and I make money off of that, I am motivated to refer as many people as possible yep. to them. Yeah. I like that. Again, I, you know, I would be willing for all you Leo Wales out there. Um, we, we could put a fund together, put a thousand Leos in it. And, uh, you know, um, like I said, I mean, you know, Leo Finance doesn't succeed without, without a, a larger audience, right? N nothing out there will succeed, right? Without that, without that ecosystem of people, um, yeah. you know, now, now, without all that, you know, I am comfortable because I have a long time horizon. I'm comfortable with the organic growth that's occurring, um, you know, within the Leo ecosystem, you know, and I'm personally, I'm in no rush, right? I, I have time on my hands, so I'm not necessarily in a rush to try to find, you know, people to join. I think it's going to happen naturally, you know, through what we are all doing, um, you know, um, so. Yeah, but, this, but I mean, this, Rowan, obviously, you know, we have organic growth and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, it's just a matter of if there's an urge to accelerate that growth path. Right. Technically, nothing else has to happen. Right. You know? Cal can right. just keep doing what he's doing. You right. Know, members of the community keep doing what they're doing and right. they can grow organically. Right. If you want to accelerate that like curve, this. then you know that's when these ideas come into play. Right. 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 And there's also, you know what? It's also about knowing, you know, we talk we talk about knowing your market. Well, there's a time to, you know, put your foot on the pedal and there's a time not to. So like right now I think now is the time. You've heard what happened to Facebook. Uh, okay, that's one way to look at it. I was also looking at the way of, all right, well, when the next crypto bull market ha happens and that's grabbing everyone's attention, Got that's you. the time Good that point. you light it up. Yeah. Good point. It's kind of like day trading now. Like, for instance, my, my, my buddy slash mentor, like he does, he's got a, he's got a uh, active trading room. He, you know, has all these coaching classes, all this day trading stuff. He's turned up the volume over the last six months, okay. 10x, because the market's volatile again. Everyone thinks they're a day trader again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I like you know, the thought. Get paid, make you know, make five years worth of money this year. Yeah. Because you know, once the market gets, once the volatility dies again, you're gonna lose dozens and dozens of people that you know are day traders. It's a good point. Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, I mean, when uh, when crypto goes up and like we we're talking about hype going to a dollar, you can see if you look at the user growth charts. I think Dolls uh, did a post on it too. Um, but you can see like the, the user growth is basically directly tied to the price. The interest, the, the price of high triples and then the user base triples. We're yeah. all such money whores. <laughs> <laughs>
I mean, and to be honest, like I, I'm more inclined to post and, you know, curate and, and focus on that kind of stuff when Hive is up because then the dollars actually, you know, mean something. Well, uh, so here's the thing about your time horizon though. You know, when, when the price is low, you know, and you, you have a post and it makes a dollar, right? right? Then, you know, that's however many Hive or however many Leo or whatever. And then, you know, so you'll have more when that price rises. So the time yeah. to be productive is when the price is low. Right. Yeah, that's where the disconnect is, right? With uh, yeah, the people that just come in when the price is high versus right people that still post even when the price is low. Right. Yeah. Um, as far as content you know, creation, yeah, I very much agree. You want to kind of build that um, loyal audience, you know, in in the quiet times. But, right. You know, as far as marketing efforts, you're going to get more conversion and a better bang for your buck when you know it's yep. the eyeballs are drawn to it because of you know whatever high flying high flying price or whatever it may be well and when the high price is higher you know the leo voter account and everything even yes. you know, potentially the leo price every upvote is worth more yep. so then you can kind of incentivize people and say look you make your first post we'll give you like 30 dollars worth of upvotes rather right. than right now we can give people like three dollars worth of upvotes right 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 yeah it's all money in the end i think sadly <laughs> I mean, look, I mean, look at just how the U.S. government's run. Every decision is pretty much driven by money. Yeah. Biden's still not going to win, though. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Neil? I thought I was on board with you, but I'm not too sure anymore. I, 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 I'm not jumping in that bet. I'm, I'm, I'm very indecisive. I think anything can happen. Here's my observation, which was, which was, pretty, which was a pretty cool observation. All you guys, without hesitant, you know, I, I know Mitch, you might be having second thoughts now, but <laughs> all you guys without, without hesitant said Trump will win again. Without hesitant. Really? I didn't, all, I, I must not, all, I must have missed that guys. conversation. All, all, no, all three of you guys, without hesitation. Yeah. Um, really? Yeah, because I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, I mean, it, you know, I can't say I'm a, I'm a it's, for me, it's a less of two evils. Um, it's 100% you know, but, less but, of two but, evils. Yeah, they're both evil. I mean. So, so, <laughs> You guys are saying that. Why do you guys? Why are you guys so confident? I guess. I listen before Neil answers because he's going to be the one that has a legitimate answer. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly really didn't have any opinion. I more so basically saw Neil say that, and I'm like, you know what? Neil makes some crazy calls that work out. So like, <laughs> I could see that. Like, I could see somehow like something, some master plan working out for Trump. Um, but yeah, me personally, like I'm on the fence. I think there's a scenario where Biden can win, but the Republicans still keep control of the Senate. I think okay. that might be a scenario we see play out. Okay. Well, I, I mean, I was saying even in the uh, 2016 election, which is the first time I could vote. So I was paying attention. <laughs> oh my God. You know what? I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> Knew you'd like that. It's coming. Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, so I was paying attention a lot when, uh, when that happened, cause I was, you know, obviously excited about it, but, uh, I was saying back then Trump's going to win this time and Trump's going to win for his reelection. And I was super, without even knowing who he was going to run against, I was very confident because I think Trump, I, obviously I don't even like him, but he's a, he's a genius. Like whoever's running his campaign, whoever kind of informs him about basically how he's marketing himself is a genius. 
even when he says like dumb, dumb shit, he's, he's getting a lot of attention. I mean, like, look at the stuff he was saying about like, uh, like drinking Lysol or whatever. You know, obviously that was something stupid, but look at how much media attention he got from that. And any, exactly. Uh, no such yeah, thing as bad. Press. No such thing as bad publicity. Yeah, the media right. has learned nothing about from 2016. And yeah. and Ron, also, you got to think too. It's not often a president doesn't get a second term in our. No, I hear you. That's, that seems. So to that's be, really yeah. for me. That might have been the only thing I was leaning towards. Like I'm just looking at the trends. Like you know, you know, the first what was it the first Bush was the last person not to get a second term. I mean, so that was you know. What is that? 20, 28 20 years something ago. years ago, 25, whatever it is, 24 years ago. Listen, I know he's, I know corporations are backing him, right? But the average American, um, wh what are they getting out of this? Well, what are they getting out of any president? The average American doesn't get anything out of these political battles. We were basically the aftermath of watching Democrats and Republicans fight with each other, and it gets, it's getting worse and worse. Um, I mean, I mean, I, I, I'm looking at, you know, Mario Cuomo, newfound. Oh God, don't even get me started no, 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 on that. No, listen, but listen, newfound respect for him because of how he um, led the crisis in New York, right? Um, wow, we are on opposite ends of that one. From from, from, <laughs> from my standpoint, you know, there was there was there was someone who got in front of of whatever and said, "This is the situation," um, and I also think he's. He's very relatable. Um, I don't think I don't think Trump is relatable, but almost relatable. Say it again. You're saying Cuomo is, re is relatable. Wow, yeah. Roland. Yeah, I've because, never disagreed for, for, with something. The guy, for, the guy from the political this. dynasty of New York. Because 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 I say that he was relatable because I think he spoke to the the people and he was real about it. I don't know which people he spoke to, but I don't know a single one of them. <laughs> And I know a lot, and, and I mean, we're both from New York, and I mean, I'm sure you still have a huge, you know, network in New York. But my entire network, I don't know a single person that is happy. Now, now, listen, so, I don't, I don't, I don't know him prior to, I don't really know him prior to, um, COVID nineteen. Gotcha. But, 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 from what I've seen from the crisis to now, I think he did a very good job at managing that situation. And what I see now is, I don't, I see, I see Trump. What is Trump doing? They 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 dis, dis they disassembled the 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 task force at the worst time. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's just because I'm standing up. That's why I'm bouncing around so much. I'm not. Looks like you're, just, you're winding I'm up for a punch. Up. I'm about to, I'm about to, about to step desk, in the ring. The desk is lowering in a minute. I just wanted to go an hour on my feet, so I wasn't sitting on my butt for seven straight hours today. Yeah. I mean, so 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 what I'm saying is that, um, yeah, I agree with you know bringing jobs back and all this other good stuff with tariffs and all that. But where where where's the leader at? Where where's he at? I mean, this this country's going to shit. I think everyone gives the president way too much credit for leadership. In my opinion, for the most part, the president is a figurehead. Yeah. So that's like, part of uh, it for me. But also, like, where's the leadership? I mean, I guess what's the point when no matter what you try and do, you're going to have 50% of the country basically spitting fire and disagreeing with it, whether it makes you, – you can make – what I've seen is and, – and I'm not, I'm not a fan of Trump. Like, I'm neutral here. I could really give a damn. Like – all I see is like, he'll do something 
And it could be like the exact right move. Doesn't matter. Getting fire rained on him by every Democrat out there. And I'm just like, I can't even go on Facebook anymore, which sucks because that's where all my real estate stuff happens. And it's like, you people are just dumb. Like you just want to hate to hate. Like it doesn't matter. Like he could literally be like, you know what? We figured out a way to give, you know, everyone $10,000 tax free. And somehow people would be like, oh my God, what's he doing? So, so uh, okay, I would hear what you're saying. But a leader, they take all the blame and none of the glory, right? I was good subconsciously when Trump was talking every day um, in a calm, cool, and collective manner, um, at least talking about, you know, one of the, thing, the things that he's, he's intending on doing, doing and what's taking place. You got cases going up now. You, you, got, you got a bunch of New Yorks right now, and he's nowhere to be found. What do you mean nowhere to be found? Oh, okay, besides the golf course in New Jersey. I guess. I mean, and, and, and besides, and besides, and besides his, his uh, rally in, in Tulsa where he wasn't going to wear a mask and neither was everybody else. Well, I mean, I don't, yeah, that's a whole other thing. I mean, I don't think I've seen, seen Pence wear a mask one time. So, but... so that's what I mean. You know, it's easy. It's easy to, to it's easy to shine when things are all gravy. Yeah, but so well, yeah, you know, all, all that. You know, I, I understand what you're saying, but the reason there, there's two reasons Biden doesn't win. So one is that you know there's there's the normal electoral split, right? You know, California goes Democrat, uh, New York goes Democrat, Texas goes Republican. You know, whatever you know, and then you have those swing states. Five, you have the five or six swing states, right? Okay, yeah. So which, which, PA, the, which PA is one? Right, PA, Florida, Ohio, Michigan, uh, a couple other ones. <clears throat> so you know, th th those are the places that matter, right? As far as the election results go. So okay. on, on that front, there are two parts. So one is that all the all the uh, the protests and the rioting and all that's going on now is very strongly associated with the Democrats and very strongly alienating to people not in those places. So, you know, if you're in, if you're in Peoria or whatever, and uh, you, you know, you see all this stuff on TV and you can argue about media coverage or whatever, you're like, I, I don't want to be in those people's boat. You know, uh, they're, they're not doing things that are, that are, I want to be a part of. Um, so, so that's, that's one part. Yeah, if, I'm, other, if I'm also in Peoria, Illinois, wherever that's at, yeah. I'm saying, well, well, damn, I'm worse off as a farmer than I was four years ago. That's, that's certainly possible. Uh, that's where but, my grandparents are from. Oh, yeah. kind of funny. <laughs> it's funny that you picked that out of every place you could have picked. <laughs> <laughs> First thing that came to mind. It's also, it's interesting too, because I know so many people like they joke around and they're like, listen, we got to get Trump out of office. Like I'm too busy. Like I'm working too much. Like we, this sucks. Like get him out of office. I'm, 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 I'm working too much. Like this is, we got to, you know, being sarcastic obviously. And there's something to be said for that. Yeah. But, but then the other part is that Biden is the absolute worst person to run, run against Trump. So I don't know how they settled on him, but like, so they're going to have, they're going to have apparently three debates and you know, Biden can't even get through like a scripted conversation, you know, without like losing his place. And Trump is going. The best thing that happened for Biden. <laughs> it's true. Uh, he, he, he gets to stay at home. He literally might be able to get to November without opening his mouth one time. Well, they're going to have three debates. And I think, uh, I think it's not going to go well for Biden because I was having this discussion with my wife. It's like, you know, I, I was, I was mentioning some crazy thing Biden said, uh, 
And she, and she was like, yeah, but Trump says crazy stuff too. It's like, yeah, but it's different. Trump says crazy stuff in the way that he's an awful human being. Biden says crazy stuff in the way that he's just losing it, you know? <laughs> so yes. uh, I don't see them. I would take a bet that, uh, that Biden doesn't make it to the second debate, that the first one goes so horrible that, uh, <laughs> that he's just, he's not even, he's not going to the second one. Yeah. I can I see know. it. Hell I mean, Trump is going to chew him up and spit him out. Yeah. Down with COVID. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I, I said the same thing in 2016 that, like, had it had had the Democrats backed Bernie, they might have beaten Trump, because you know Bernie. I mean, whether you whether you like him or hate him, he is a uh, an effective communicator, and you know he has like the 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 communist left. You know he has he has that base, and you know. If you're a Democrat, are you going to vote for the communist? You're going to vote for the Republican. You know, <laughs> probably vote for the communist. I honestly <laughs> think the whole election is going to come down to do enough people hate Trump, so to speak. Like, like you could literally slap anyone's name, like Biden. Who, like people who are voting for Biden aren't voting for Biden. Like right. you could switch no, that name the Biden last fan. day before the election and they still vote. <laughs> you, it's Trump you versus could, not Trump. Right. Yes, we could <laughs> literally yes, yes. We could yes. shove Neil McSpadden as the Democratic hey. nominee, yeah. and he would get votes because it's not Trump. Yeah, <laughs> they so, should just put so, that on the so, card. Not Trump. So, so great point. So my point is, my point is, if things go south, right? Um, local economies having to reclose, right? Yep. Um. Obviously, business is not going to be making money. Business is going to tr- vote for Trump anyway, right? Because Biden's going to tax corporations, right? Yep. But, if, but, the, but the people, if they say, wow, I'm, I'm worse off than I was, you know, a couple of months ago. That's my point. Like, if he wants to win the election, he needs, he needs to manage this. And I was, I was okay when he was talking every single day. Um, but he's nowhere to be found now. Yeah, but Nowhere. Ron, at the same time, does he need to be talking every day? Like, yes. what's the point now? Yes. I disagree, and I, I think right? you get you get. You, you said he's a he, you said he's a figurehead. You get so, you get that. Ex, ex, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like uh, something exhaustion or whatever. Like, what's the need? Like, even hell, I mean, I'm in because, Florida, and I feel like I feel like Ron DeSantis is on the news too much. It's like, dude, I don't need another update. Like, nothing changed from yesterday, and well, we're at the point where <laughs> it's like. Cases are higher, yes, but we're also prepared for it. Like the whole point of the stay at home was to flatten the curve so we could prep up because we didn't have the hospital beds. We didn't have the ventilators. We didn't have the testing. Now we have all that. So yeah, obviously it sucks that cases are up. You don't want that, but we're also prepared for it now. So we're not prepared. We're prepared for it in New York. We're not prepared for it in Cali and Florida and Texas. I disagree with you. And I still actually think we're better prepared in Florida than New York. New York was the epicenter of a disaster. Like, I don't understand why you're so high on New York when it was literally the poster child of what was a disaster of COVID. So, so what's happening in Cali and, and um, what's happening in Cali, Texas, um, and Florida, it's just, it's, would you agree or disagree it's just New York over again? Or you think it's different? Well, I mean, it doesn't help that all the New Yorkers we wanted to keep out of Florida, who then raised hell for us doing that, probably helped spike our levels because uh, all those people out on the beach, you think all them, all the, all them were from Florida? No. If, <laughs> that's if, a whole any, other, whole if, other anything, story. if anything, we're not prepared because we didn't learn. 
Dude, you can't control people. That's why America is the worst country for this in the world, because we are the land of the free and we have a bunch of idiots that basically can't act responsibly. And that's why where you have countries where there is communism, they buckled it down in no time because it's like, yo, if you leave your house, you straight up will get executed. And in America, it's like, F dude, did you see that shit on the news about when Palm Beach County wanted to do masks? There were people uh. that came to that that, oh my god, <laughs> Neil! I couldn't even watch the whole thing. I watched clips. Oh my god, there were people coming to that session pleading on why you could not require masks for the county. And this is just indoors. If you go like indoor, anything public, you go to the store, whatever. There was a woman that literally—I don't know how she even got to go in front of the council—that said, "You're trying to deny." What is it? God's breathing function or something? Yeah, it was something like, you know, God breathed life into Adam, therefore you can't wear a mask. <laughs> so so you treat it you treat it like a chessboard, right? The the Texas was the first state to reopen, right? Now the governor the governor's saying, Oh, I regret I regret now doing this so quickly, right? Now in a couple of bars in, exactly. in the state, they they took their license away. And that's a state level function. That's not something that. And that's is, fine, right? But what what, what I'm saying is that we are worse. We didn't we didn't learn. So don't control the people. Control where they want to go. Oh, so I guess my end question is the what you just said, the example you just gave. How is that Trump's fault? Oh, I didn't say it was his fault. Not at all. Okay. But he should be doing more now, like he did when New York was the hotspot. You got. You got multiple New Yorks now. Yeah, but here's the thing. How do you know he's not doing more? Because the lines of communication <laughs> with the governors are obviously open. You know, a game plan is now more in place. So it's all perception. So he has to get in front of people and talk. Yeah. Well, hey, listen, who knows? Maybe he's got a strategy. Maybe he's, you know, taking a little lull to come in, you know, like riding on the white horse at the end. I don't know. You know, he's a, cra he's a crazy man. So anything so to, possible. So, so to tie it back, I agree with you guys. Um, um, in my opinion, I'm going to spin what you guys said, but in my opinion, it's Biden's to lose. Probably like not congruent with the way I just acted. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we need to move look, on. Look, I think, I think this just proves we need a binary option platform. There you go. There, there exactly. you go. There you go. Because <laughs> uh, then you can campaign for your side. You can campaign. You can campaign for your side to uh, to add money to your side. You know, hey, you know what? Um, and this is probably the opportunity to start the platform. To Mitch's point, where the fire the fire is hot right now, right? That could be the number one binary yeah. event. <laughs> Biden, Trump.
Yeah. Right. So, so you know, uh, myself, what's up, and uh, well, primarily myself, what's up. You know, we'd started this politics trap for exactly this reason. Ah, nice. Yeah. It gets hot. You know, people people have really strong opinions about it, yeah. even though like they have like nobody has any effect on it whatsoever. But right. um, but then the whole steam hive thing happened, and yeah, got you. Are you gonna um? Are you on hive? Is it on hive? No, no, we never ballard. What's the plan? The plan is, you know, if people use it, great. If not, then it dies. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, but you got to get it on Hive, right? I don't have to. No. So it's on Steam. Yep. Got it. Okay. And, you know, I had a whole marketing plan and then, you know, everybody, like all the, you know, the oligarchy involved, you know, as far as I'm concerned, broke my, uh, my trust in their stewardship. Okay. So, in my my plan, like I had a I had a marketing plan. We were going to onboard users through Twitter, and um, got you. That all just got turned off. Wow, but but it won't it won't cost you. It's just time. It won't cost you anything. It's just time to get it over to Hive, right? Yeah, but then what? But then you can do your then you can do your thing. What thing? I'm not going to be putting any more money into it. Yeah, I mean, it goes back to <clears throat> like uh, Neil's not going to invest any more, you know, money into hive as a currency right right so why would you invest in hive as a as a business or a platform got it huh okay all right so who's who's showing charts i'd like to see cal's uh zoom you guys want to see my uh yeah cal the trader we my rabbit hole that I went we down <laughs> we created What's the been, it's been like two weeks since you learned what a credit spread was <laughs> yeah i mean i knew what a credit spread was but i uh Listen, you know i'd man. never done one if Cal goes broke, I'm I'm putting it on Rollins. <laughs> hey, hey, you know I I had this just like I had faith in in Leo Finance because Cal was behind it. I I I gotten to know a lot better how Cal sees the markets, how he places trades, and I feel that the credit spread is just going to amplify his um, equity curve personally. I love it. I mean, that was kind of my bread and butter back when, you know, I was getting started. So I think it's a great uh, strategy, especially with someone that's, you know, new to the game. And I'm going to equip Cal with one more nugget um, because it's not always putting on a credit spread is not, it's not always the right time. Right. I bet maybe that's something that we should talk about after, after Cal goes through this thing. It's like what markings are beneficial for credit when do you want to go debit? Yeah, because right now volatility means higher option prices means better credit spreads. Right, right. So okay, so you you broke it up. Oh, this is S and P. Hence, um, like so. Go ahead. I was just gonna say so some of those positions you've put on Cal. That's not the norm always. Right. Like, to be able to get actually any worthwhile credit doing a spread that far out uh, in terms of strike price, there'll be periods of time where that's offering uh, an amount that it's not even worth putting on. But your, but your return on the one, let's take this S SPY, your return could be what, 3%? Um, the one I did before, I, I, I had a 7% max and I collected 3% to close it. Or I kept 3%. Um, but going to the, the point of volatility, um, I started doing some research about uh, implied volatility. So 
you know, I, if I'm doing these spreads, I should obviously be looking at, uh, at implied volatility and, and only, uh, only doing a credit spread when the, the implied volatility is high. You beat me to uh, it. So don't, don't even go off your chart, put in, um, go to your FX that, yep. And put in, um, put in implied volatility as an indicator. Man, we are so spoiled with all the access to information now. I don't think I could pull up implied volatility on a chart when I was trading 15 years ago. Yeah, for me, I was always looking at a separate list. Yeah, yeah. You literally like looking at the, at the Greeks. Yep. You may have to actually put implied. I am not getting my money's worth out of trading view. Um. <laughs> It's nothing. Okay, I don't see it. Let me go to my let me go to my uh my chart to see if I can find it. You can stay on. fifty uh, percent. No, I don't want to do that. Fit to window. Uh, as a full string. Yeah, but so so Cal, like the the implied volatility. I think historical volatility. Okay, you could use that. Yeah. No, uh, what's that? Relative uh vol yeah, you could use historical. Which I think is gonna go and look at um, 12 months, but that's, that's fine. That's the best thing we can do right now. Uh oh, Oh, you got three. So take off your RSI and then, and then, um, could have saying you got too many, uh, indicators. So just remove your RSI. Oh, my, how oh and, 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 oh, you got it. Okay. That's good. So Is this it. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Okay. Yeah. Historical. So break up that break that break that up into uh, um, fifths. Um, uh, you know, instead of quadrants, go break it up into fifths. Wait, what a horizontal break line? Break this chart into fifths. Yeah, yeah. You could use a horizontal line. So high, low, middle. Right. Two more middles. Or you can do maybe, oh yeah, yeah. you break it up into fifths, pretty better. Pretty much what, what, what you're gonna be doing is this just like uh, breaking up the chart into fifths, where you have a discount and you have your expensive. But in this case, you wanna put spreads on ideally when the volatility is expensive. Now ideally this is her historical, but um, I'm gonna to try to find the the implied, which I think it looks at the last 30 days. And it makes sense, yeah. right? Volatility is low because the stock market has been kind of going up. Well, depends on your perspective, you know. So right now the VIX is at like 30, if I remember right. Uh, let's see. And that makes sense. Look at the look at those. That's uh, going down. Where's my VIX? What? That's a daily. Um, can you spread that out? Yeah. Can you spread 34. it? Like with your scroll bar? So maybe we can see the days instead of the months. Uh, which way? With your scroll bar, I guess. Um, uh, how do we do it? I'm trying to, I'm trying to, yeah. You want to spread it out if you can to see if we can see days, the days instead of the months. Yep, yep, exactly, yep, keep going. 
my computer is not liking trading view right now. Hmm. <laughs> All right, I guess you saw from current price and where that little where the where it started going up. Maybe that's what we saw on Friday. I don't know where, where the vol vol is starting to go up. I don't I don't right I don't know. Yeah, your current price. Where is that? Uh, that line chart where it starts. Yeah, maybe maybe that's maybe that represents um, Thursday and Friday. You know, I don't I don't know. Yeah, we're looking at a daily chart here, so it'll be yeah. Friday. So so this yeah. is different than like IV rank, right? Um, IV rank maybe let's let's try that. I think IV IV rank um is very similar where it's, it's relative it's to itself. You could try that. I don't know if they've got it on here. Um, Who uses IV rank? Um, tasty trades? Yeah, tasty trade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you had IV rank, I think it's you could use that as well. Your percentile. I gotta get this one. premium account. I keep getting these uh, alerts oh, all the don't? time. It's not. Honestly, I have like whatever the lowest level premium is it's not that bad i think i don't even know what i pay like a hundred i pay um bucks a year or something. yeah you can you don't use your your rsi you can delete that and then you, you may not get that that message so um, as you as you as as you are adjusting your charts so the the latest spread um what was the max return on that three percent um Seven, uh, the latest one I did. I gotta check. Hey Mitch, so what's what's a good um, what's a good return on a spread? That's a relative question. <laughs> as far as the percentage, honestly, yeah. I never really set one in my mind. All right, uh, I have I have I have rules. I said I was going to um, um, you know, communicate to you guys or, or give to Cal. Okay. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't, um, the next time, next time we meet, I'll, 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 uh, I'll be prepared, but yeah, you, you know, there should be obviously, yeah, there's rules, there's rules that I, I would follow. I actually want to go data mining now to see what it used to, I can't remember because it's ago, but there was a certain amount I used to look for and it was pretty aggressive. Yeah. Um, I always wanted 1% a week. That was my 1% a week. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm actually a lot more than one percent a week. Yeah, I mean, if you, if you if you're in the three percent, um, well, I, I think it's more like eight or nine percent uh, for. I think that's four that's, weeks. That's um. So here's the latest one I did. Um, so I collected ninety-seven dollar credit. Yeah, I think. Um, August 21st, uh, August 21st. So basically like three <clears throat> weeks now. Yeah. That's, uh, that's like seven weeks. Oh yeah. Uh, my, uh, yeah, my timeline's messed up, but yeah, it's, uh, so what does that come out to like 2% a week? Well, it depends on when you close it, but. Yeah. If you go to Maxter, then you're at uh, whatever uh, five points divided by seven. You're at one point four percent a week. Okay. Which at is, max you know, duration. And, yeah, and then if you close it earlier, then you'll improve that. 
Yeah. So I've been, so on the last two, I closed them earlier, closed them after like seven days on both of them. So, yeah, I mean, when you have the volatility, like, I mean, in 20, what year, like 2016, like the VIX was under 20 the entire year. <laughs> so, I mean, there have been, the point that Mitch is making is like, there are, there are long stretches where this doesn't work as well. Right. Uh, so it would be because the market just doesn't have the volatility to support it. Because, you know, what, what you're selling is basically, uh, uh, you know, fear hedge fear hedging you know it, the more people are afraid the with the rising volatility and volatility like as the market grows up like smoothly you know with like the, the stimulus and print 500 that we've seen for the past 10 years you know volatility drops like a rock yeah and uh, people are very very complacent when the when you see those red then people freak out so they start you know wanting to buy hedges and options prices go up so they're better to sell yeah so um, um, so then I did so I did SPY and then obviously I went um, further down the rabbit hole and wanted to try more so I did Twitter <laughs> and what made, what made you pick uh, what made you pick Twitter uh, it was down uh, I, I picked it on Friday yesterday it was down eight uh, percent and, okay. uh, and, uh, I, I also wanted to do, um, I wanted to get on the opposite side of my, uh, some of the other trades I made. Can you pull so, up the uh, Twitter um, chart? What yeah. made you pick those, um, those strike price? Let's see. You know, another, another tip for you is, um, you know, it might be easier for you to identify support and resistance, right? So, um, you pick your, you pick your strike prices, maybe two, if you're picking a, uh, what is that? A bull, a, uh, a bull, uh, bear, a bull put, if you're doing a bull put, like you got on, I think with Twitter, um, there's other ways, I guess. Okay. So what made you pick, um, 24 and 21? Yeah. So, uh, so basically I just looked at the, uh, I like it. I, I like the trade. And then I like uh, it. Yeah. I looked at the chart and I was like, okay, if we get back down to, you know, the only way I'm really losing money is if we get back down to uh, the March lows. I, 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 hey, man. Um, so the hedge fund goes live beginning of next year. <laughs> Hopefully. Leo fund. Leo so, fund. so, so, so I, I, I love it. And I like how you're thinking. I honestly do. Um, I also see like where the, you, your red line, the $29 and the 27, that's a ban if you did like market profile where you look at um, volume per uh, volume trade at whatever price, you got a big band between say 29 and $27. So price is going to stall there for a little bit or should stall there for a little bit. Um, then you also got a pivot, pivot low uh, below 26. Um, that's a, that's a level where there was uh, buyers. Um, so you got two levels of um, I call them offensive blinds, right? So that, look at it when I'm trying to put on a spread is I'm for two levels of barriers to, you know, help protect me in my, in my trade. But without that, I like your thought that, yeah, it has to get back to the close to the March lows, right. right for, for this to not work. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think I got a pretty decent credit on, uh, on this one compared to the other, other trades I did. So I got, 
let's see, $144 credit. And I did three contracts. So um, what's so, uh, what's the um, what's the risk and versus what's the so your 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 risk is what nine hundred uh, on this one because it was three hundred contracts the uh, yeah because the the uh, strikes are three dollars that, apart that's that's an awesome um sixteen percent that's awesome risk yeah. versus reward that is that is awesome dude I may yeah. start playing you you know what you had me doing Cal <laughs> you know what you had me on Friday when I saw your post a part of Part of me, a part of me said, you know what? Maybe I should dust off the the handbook because this is this is a perfect setup in my opinion. Now, one thing to keep in mind is I don't know when earnings is. Yeah. Um, some you, when you're doing credit spreads, always make sure you know when earnings are because that will burn you. Ask me how I know. So earnings are actually within my uh, my spread. Yeah. So you you find though if it if it if it if you get to fifty percent of your profit you know take it off. You know, and I'm I'm pretty ignorant about uh, Twitter as a company, but how how are they making money? They're making money on ads, right? For the most yeah, part. yeah, yeah. So no different. Uh, yeah, you know, I I think they might actually make a bunch of money because of COVID, but um, I don't know. Like, wouldn't you think that more people are using Twitter right now than normal? Like better their normal numbers if people start doing what they what they're doing to facebook and not people corporations that's um, true that, that and you know it doesn't matter what the people are doing yeah that's true but but i think this i think this trade is still a win in yeah. my opinion no i mean when i saw twitter so far down i was you know i could get a decent credit and uh i mean it's it's down eight percent in one day i feel like Next week, it's probably gonna gonna rebound at least half well, of this. That's what one of the good things of trade is you put it on after a big sell off just had happened. You know what I mean? Like so, that too. I like the thought too. And that's what you want to do it. You so you want to put the credit spreads on when people are scared, right? You, you uh, know? what is it called? Sell sell into is it selling to weakness or selling to strength in this case? Selling to weakness, right? Um. Well, you're doing put so. Well, yeah, it depends on what you're investing right. in. Yeah. What? <laughs> Buy into weakness. Yeah. Buy into weakness. Yeah, you're you're yeah. you're selling into fear in this in this trade. Right. Okay. Which is what you want to do if you're selling if yeah. you're doing a bear or a bull put. What? Uh, I'm sorry. What was the strike price again on the spread? Um, twenty four twenty one. So I sold the twenty four, bought the twenty one. Sweet. So uh, Rollins. I'm thinking about jumping on next next binary binary bet. Will Cal's trade lose after Twitter Twitter announces earnings? I love it because <laughs> this whole you listen. I don't care what you my opinion. This whole trade comes down to what happens on earnings announcement. Unless yeah. he's out of He'll it, he will be out of there by then. You know, yeah, yeah you know, I, I would make a bet that I'll be out of this trade before earnings. There you, you go. Would be my bet. Well, that's a bet that you should always make because you have full control. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, again, um, if you just if you get to fifty percent of your max profit, get out. Yeah. Right, because the so risk. In that the case, risk I'd, get, I'd get 70, 70, uh, 70 bucks on nine hundred. It's not bad. Yeah, in, uh, that's you know, that's one to, one to three weeks or something. Yeah, oh, man, your accountant's gonna love your Schedule D. <laughs> 
And then the, the next part we got to teach you is um, I just do summaries, which I don't I don't know how to do all too well. Is manage the manage managing things. So, yeah. like for example, if it's going against you, um, you can minimize the losses um, by rolling and things of that nature. That's not my that's not my expertise. Yeah, but. rolling is interesting with Robinhood because there's no fees. So. Uh, for for the viewers at home, rolling is when you have you have a position. It could be a, a spread like this, or it could be a single position, and uh, you want to you want to shift that whole thing either higher or lower. So you buy back what you sold, and you sell back what you bought, and then you reestablish the position at a different price. And generally speaking, that so like let's say uh, you know price drops like a rock and it goes down to twenty five. Cal gets freaked out and says, well, 24 is too close for me, but I'm still confident it's not going to break the March lows. So I'd be okay selling at 20, right? So he would buy back the 24, sell back the 21, and sell a new position at, at you know 20 by 17 or whatever it is. Um, and the reason to do that instead of being the loss is that you know, you, you, you take the loss on the original position, but then you, you gain some of that back by selling that, that lower position. Now, on traditional brokerages like E-Trade or Ameritrade or whatever, it's really expensive to do that because options commissions are just too high. Um, Robinhood is free though, so that's yeah. that's interesting and and an advantage there. Yeah, so Thank you. big point that Neil just made there because honestly, back in the day, I would rarely ever roll an option, uh, especially if I was you know doing a smaller amount. Like this trade is a perfect example. Back when you were spending twelve ninety five. Um, per so it would be twenty five dollars pretty much uh, to roll it. It's just like, well, shit. You know, is it even worth it? I'm also just take my loss and move on to a new trade. Cal, entertain me. Um, put 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 your uh, put a bulge band on on that Twitter account. I mean, Twitter chart. This is bad, Neil. You really made me realize the no <laughs> fee thing. I'm gonna start rolling options left and right now. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the downside uh, do I do a is. It's, Go uh, to your, your FX symbol yeah, icon so, up top. So Robinhood is down every time in the market. Yes. And, and the other part is that are selling your your info and front-running your prices. So yes. If, if you're okay with those, then go ahead. Uh, well, even, even Charles Schwab that one. Um, yep. drastically reduced fees. Like I think stocks, there's no fee, and options is minimal now. I think I'm paying like – a dollar ninety-five or something. Yeah, I'm on. I'm on interactive brokers, and I, I pay a dollar a contract, so it's okay. Yeah. I think I got it. I'm probably gonna get really active in a couple of weeks from now trading. Just an FYI. <laughs> All right, so it's uh, it's breaking, it's breaching the the Bollinger Band. Yeah, got it. That's good. What, Over what are Bollinger Bands? Uh, Indicating? I have no idea. It's uh, another way to measure volatility. Another way to measure volatility. Okay. Um, price action. So it's saying that um, safe price was in that middle it, where that brown line is. That's your, that represents 20-day moving average. Um, and then your 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 bands are saying that you know price should not price. How do I word that now? Um, Ninety-five percent of the time, the price is between the two bands. Right. So, in chance that price is going to breach the band. Okay. So, if you 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 
So if you have that on your chart and you are able to identify, you know, support resistance or whatever, um, that may just help you identify where you want to put the, uh, the spread on. But I like your thought, you know, just, just, just take the extremes. And I think that's what you did, um, which is Zoom, right? You, you had a Zoom spread too, right? Yeah, I'll show you that one. And when I looked at that, when, when you told me that, I said, oh, yeah, no way. Well, I didn't think price was going to get up that high. Hey, Mitch, I think you said, right, Zoom went the Russell 3000 rebalance and they included Zoom? Yeah, they were on the list. I actually, uh, full disclosure, I copy and pasted that information directly from my buddy's uh, trading room into, uh, into this so call. It's all good. It's all good. <clears throat> so, uh, so for Zoom, I did. Uh, I bought the three forty, sold the three thirty. I got now, that's uh, a thousand. That's a thousand dollar risk for. That's a ten percent return. Right. Um. Yeah, I think I think those returns are pretty good. Yeah. So the way I I picked that. Oh yeah, I mean it's I so it. far out. It's. I love it. So what I did is I took your quadrant strategy and then I expanded it. So I said like, okay, if it, let's say it creates a new, uh, new line. I love here. it. I mean, love, what are the odds? Right. It, it goes all the way through another zone and then goes even above that to three thirty. So, so here's what you want to do as well. Um, here's another tip using that same chart. Um, put a line, uh, a horizontal line for a round pro tip. <laughs> Put horizontal lines where price breached each um, aqua line. You mean a vertical line? Vertical, I'm vertical sorry. <laughs> All I'm seeing is the measured move right now from- There you go. And how, how long did it take to breach each quadrant? Yeah. I see what you're saying. That should give you another indication of, okay, if it was less than two months, my that I put on, expiring in too much in theory or increases your probability so march to oh yeah may, i'm gonna be using this one a lot march to may and then it was june to june all right so and then right. here is my may to march expiration is out here 1.5 yeah so 1.5 in 1.5 months um and then also back up to the back up so we can see the price action prior to prior to March. So right now, just taking those two blocks, 1.5 months, it should be there. Okay. Yep. Put up. And that's three months. So yeah, conservatively 1.5 months to two and a half months, grossly speaking. But obviously, if, if, the, if the market starts to turn, then, and then Cal, what you want to always look at is Apple doing, Apple? right? The market, the market meeting, the going to follow what Apple's doing. Oh, the tech market, yeah. Right. I think the Apple makes up 5% of the Dow and X amount of percentage of the S&P. Um, but you know, whatever, whatever Apple's doing, that's what the market's gonna be doing. So if you know where Apple's going, 
then you know how to put on, you know, your traits. Yeah. So Apple, in my opinion, is right at the, what was a previous uh, resistance is now support with that red line there. Um, but at three, three, 340 to 330, you got some demand there. Um, you know, potentially Apple could be another spread that you put on. Yeah. Potentially. So, I mean, Apple would have to get up to what? Like four, uh, for the same percentage move as Zoom? To get up to mid fours, I think. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I think it's pretty safe. So you got so you so more or less some of the spreads you put on, you're looking at a ten percent max, right? Grossly right. speaking. Yeah. So they, everything uh, was pretty much about ten, other than that Twitter trade, which was like. Hey, Mitch, that's pretty good, right? Absolutely. I was a uh, side note. I was going to say, if anyone wants to do a binary bet on Apple, I'm taking Apple goes down on their earnings all day long for any amount anyone wants to bet. I'll bet you on that. <laughs> um, what what uh, price are we talking? I, well, I mean, it's tough because if it sells off before earnings, I mean, it has like a month till earnings. So if it you know sells off all of July, then I might be screwed. But I just think my point is, I think their earnings are going to be. I'm on uh, board, but I, I'm, I'm still. I'm still willing to put on a trade. I'm basically betting that their earnings are going to basically be a disappointment and that they, you know, so likely they'll sell off, but obviously anything can happen. So maybe, maybe we wait until, you know, the week of earnings and then say, because I just, either way, I, I just don't, I see sell off after earnings. So you would win if the, if the, if the price goes down, is that what you're saying? Yeah, screw it. I mean, even if it sells off before that, I'll just take that bet. So if, yeah, if basically the stock drops uh, on earnings, then I win. If it goes up, then I lose, which, is still like a gamble. As a tales, I agree. Earnings could be terrible and yes. the stock could still go up. Yes, yes, yes. If it, what you know, percentage if it of, into it. of their earnings are uh, App Store revenue? Do you know? Uh, Not a lot. Not a lot. I think last year they made, um, I had the number. I, I, don't quote me on this. 30. I, I, wrote, it, I, I wrote it in a post, actually. Well, I put the date in the post from the app store in 2019 that's part of what i'm banking on too is not even that you know their earnings might be horrendous is that they're just going to sell off on earnings so, i'm gonna let me show you if i can find it i'm curious now got me curious uh i think it was here and let's see uh all right here we go mind you i was just thinking um, you know, their earnings might actually be decent if uh App Store is a large percentage. It's not. And they, I agree with Neil. You know, they, they had to close stores in Arizona and Florida, blah, blah, blah. But they did get upgraded. Uh, West Angeles, Dan Ives raised its price target to 425 from 375, citing the selling of the first 5G in the coming months. Service revenue continuing to increase. But the App Store bought in over $46 billion in 2019, making up nearly 18% of the company's revenues. Now you got developers fighting though now, Apple, because they're saying, "Yo, oh, yeah. you, you eating, you, you eating too much off my plate." Yeah, Apple saying like thirty something percent or something. Yeah, thirty percent, and and it includes subscriptions. So Apple's saying, "Go to Google Play, go to Android." But and they're the following, you know, saying, Netflix. Yeah, and, developers uh, are saying that I can't, I, I can't go to those guys. You, you got all the people. <laughs> Android. <laughs> I don't know if I could ever go to an Android. I mean, I was oh. before. But 
what was I, it? I don't think I could ever go to an iPhone. <laughs> so, so Cal, what made you put the strike prices on the Zoom? What made you pick those those targets? Oh, and I think um, you just said it. I think you just said it, right? You did the, you extrapolated the the quadrants. Yeah, right. right. So you'd have to go through two levels. Okay, got it. Right. Yeah. I uh, so so. Um, here's the more important question: Is <laughs> what happens when one of these trades goes the wrong way? Like That's like Mike Tyson always says, everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Right. Great. Great comment. So worst case, worst case you, worst case your your oh crap level. Get out at half max loss. Worst case. Okay. Which is hard to put a price point on because you don't know what, like you can try and guesstimate it, but you don't know at what price area that those it. options are going to be. You got you to monitor your. You got to monitor it your. It depends uh, on the timing, how long it takes, and yeah. just you just monitor, you got to look at your your, uh, your your the trades that you're in on Dale. You know, I was I was long Facebook, um, Slack. Uh, I'm long uh, Marvel, who's in five G. So and I, and I saw the news. I saw the news on on uh, Facebook about, but I didn't do anything to my trades. You know that taught me again. I'm I'm I have too many trades on. You know. So Rollin, though, here's the dilemma. See, the, the, there's one thing when you're, I guess, you know, looking at things in theory, and then there's another thing when you know the bullets are flying. So let's just pathetically, right? Zoom levels up right so uh, you got this line drawn here 258 or whatever it looks like so i'm assuming that's one of the quadrants right so it's right there all right let's just say it pushes through that right yeah it's the 300 right still below that 314 315 resistance right but at 300 you're now at that half loss on your option play what do you do do you just take it or do you say all right well i have this resistance level at 314 do i let the stock play you know what i mean because Maybe. it, may, it to, may never get above 315 to your point resistance level. to your point and uh lessons learned that out i was up actually on my facebook uh 30 40 percent um i closed it for a 60 percent um loss because it exceeded my 50 percent gross um get out so my my level is any trade. I don't I don't care any trade. I get out if I'm down fifty percent, right? Because it, it just it removes all emotions and oh, but it might hold that support. Yep. Now um, my thing has mine expires in September. I got plenty. Of time. This but is I, why I'm bringing it up. I got plenty of time, but I said not. You know, it hit yeah. my rule, and I do those things, and you know, like my snap. I'm still in snap. I'm up. Uh, I think now over two hundred percent. Um. <laughs> And something I was uh, I was researching too is uh, you know I could uh, if if I have a high level of conviction that Zoom isn't I mean let's say Zoom gets up to three hundred right if I feel that strongly that Zoom is not going to push higher I could just buy uh, buy a put right and uh, you know to protect your spread. basically go stronger in oh they want to basically. <laughs> That's a very Cal answer. <laughs> very, yeah. <laughs> Rollin, he's not trying to, he's not trying to. I got you. He, yeah, he, he's not hedging. He's, he's doubling down. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, well, I, I'm in Rollins' camp. You got you to gotta have your rules and you got to follow them. Because, hey, yeah. hey, Cal, I actually, I actually um, don't, don't trade, don't change the way you trade. You know, just, just, just enhance it. I, because yeah. um, gets to 300, that's a, a psychological round number. You got to find out where earnings are, um, and then. Yeah, we just had it. 
So, so, yeah, so we're good on earnings. The other thing, the other thing you got to consider is if it go gets up there, you know, your your implied volatility is going to be lower. So you not you may not be able to get, you know, what you want for it. You know, right? But if if it's going up there, what I'm saying is buy, uh, you know, go long on a put, right? Just buy buy a put contract outright, and so you're protecting uh, volatility you're protecting will be lower. The spread. Right. You're protecting the spread. I got you. And. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of why I'm doing this and I'm doing it with a small enough amount of money. Like if I lost all my money on Zoom because yeah, I was learning. playing around. Yeah, I'm just learning. You're learning. End, so. I don't, I don't, I don't sim trade. Uh, uh, you know, if I'm learning, I'm using real money, but I'm yeah. going small. Right, right. Yeah, because you could do this stuff with, and, and when I was in high school, I used to play around with paper money and stuff. And yeah, you don't really learn anything when you're using paper it's money. Not, it's not the same. Yeah, it's not yeah. the same at all. I, I got a, I got a, a, uh, I don't know if I call it play money trade. <laughs> so, you know, on Friday, you know, things were, you know, market was down. Uh, I was looking at the IWM, you know, like Ronald pointed out of all the indices, uh, Russell is the weakest. So, you know, we're, start, we're starting to see what looks like maybe a rollover. So I went in and I bought a one week uh, put. <laughs> I bought two of them. And uh, so, I like it. So, like, if 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 the Russell goes down, I'm only what's your, uh, what's your strike? Strike is well on the IWM. The strike is one thirty three. One thirty three, and we're at one thirty six. We're at one thirty six, and uh, I picked one thirty three based on just that uh, that recent that recent uh, low. Okay. And um, so, like, like if it drops, it's gonna hit, but it's gotta drop like Monday, Tuesday. <laughs> so here's what I here's what I would do. When when did you put on the trade? Uh, yesterday. Uh, what time? Uh, let's see. It was uh, it was right before it rallied. <laughs> okay. Uh, it was breaking down and uh, right before the rally. Okay. I was gonna say, Neil. You know, you you get to a certain profit margin, maybe a a, a spot where you might be able to break even. Take mm -hmm. one off. Let the other one run. Yeah. That's what I would do. Yeah, that makes sense. And that's, you know, like that mindset is the way you got to trade because as soon as you like start letting opinion and emotion get involved, that's where you get in trouble. I mean, case in point, you know, we saw the market rolling over on Friday. You know, the spies closed below the 200-day, not by much, but they closed below the 200-day moving average. You know, everything looks like we want to roll over. And obviously, you know, I've been working that short position I've had for months now. But every ounce of me believes we'll open higher on Monday and go up next week just because, <laughs> because, just because. because we don't go down. Like we're not allowed to. Something will come out to save it because right now we just had a weekly red candle, right, for a change. The monthly went red. The monthly is a ginormous doji, like ginormous with a yeah. little red body. So we have Monday, Tuesday to get green. So oh, yeah. would it surprise me if Monday and Tuesday we magically go higher? Not at all, but that is exactly how you should not be thinking. You should not be jaded and all that good stuff. You need to just read the tape, follow the, you know, the order flow, um, and stick to your, you know, stick to your discipline, stick to your stop loss, things like that. So openly admit and, you know, Neil, Neil saw me in, in chat talking about it. I was <laughs> trading Boeing on Thursday. I ignored my stop loss. No, like I ignored everything because I was just adamant on 
Boeing should not be going up. There's every reason for the stock to go down. And I just kept fighting it, even though I knew better. Yep. And those are the moments that basically cost you weeks worth of profits, yep. you know? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's critical to, I mean, if you're going to be trading actively, uh, you got you to gotta be able to keep your emotions out of it. And you have to recognize when you're not able to do that. So, like, I mean, I do the same thing when I'm playing Splinterlands, you know? I mean, if I, if I lose three in a row, I take a break no matter yeah, what. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and I got that from trading, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, So Now, now Cal, when you, when you put on your spreads, um, you looking at how much you can make? Looking at, yeah, the percentage. And then also something Neil said on the last episode, the uh, sleep at night factor. So okay. When, okay, I, when I put on one of the, like, I don't even really want to check these trades every day, but I'm, I'm okay with checking it, you know, once a day or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that's all you need. Like, I, I don't want to be a, a full-time trader, you know? I'm like, with you. I'd like to do, like, part-time trading, if that's kind yeah, of, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, that kind of deal. Like, I don't want to worry about it. So, what I, was, what I was getting at, it sounds like you already incorporated it, is that, you know, obviously you want to look at how much can you lose first versus always look at how much you can lose first versus, versus I, I can make 10% on it. Right. You know, always look at how much am I willing to risk. Right. Make your risk before you put on a trade you know yeah. yep. now what you what if you if you if you're bearish what you got in your favor is that um you could say that the current price broke it's uh that, that trend line from march i also see um negative divergence um because at the 315 um it's flat line but i bet you if you put a rsi on there You'll see RSI going heading down. I'm um, definitely not a fan that we're at the bottom of the Bollinger Band. I didn't know that. That's mm, disappointing. <laughs> but and also to your to your point, Mitch, if if that if we're a little bit below the two hundred, that that helps. Yeah, I mean, when I say a little bit, like you know, as as far as SPX goes, um, I think we closed. I don't even know what it was, like 10 points below it. Okay. Know, it wasn't much. Okay. Uh, it bounced off at intraday like twice. And we, have, we, had we had closed just below it like a few weeks ago, and then it got yeah. you know, right back above. But I will say this, like looking at – and you can look at SPY or SPX, either or works. But like you know, looking at this chart, you know, 298 on SPY, so probably like 2980 uh, on, on um, SPX, like that's the next – so I target if we break that. Exactly. Agree. We're going to we're going to two like we're going to two eighty. Yeah, agree. We're going lower. You know, and so and like that's what you know as far as my trade go, that's what I'm looking at because the bottom line is that's probably where if we you know if we do have that that waterfall so to speak down to two eighty, that's where I'm gonna start banging out a lot of profit, um, and then maybe hold some of the position for a possible like real you know crash. But um, for me. I'm just looking at this and I'm like, all right, like we're at a level right now. We're pretty close. So if we don't hold yep. 289, um, we're probably on the 280. Yep. Yep. So I got stopped out. I went long, I think Wednesday and, uh, I had the right level. I think we rallied Thursday. Um, you know, it winked me out on the Russell and the NQ. Um, and, um, you know, I started when I got into trading, I started, I think I had, I think I got into stocks, but then I migrated to options and, um, um, 
I think, you know, options gives you a, it gives you room, it gives you a little bit more wiggle room. You know, you mentioned, we were talking about that, that Boeing trade, right, uh, Mitch? Oh. You did the CE or whatever it was? Is that what it's called? I mean, yeah, I'm just, you know, using the CFD site, but it's still the exact price and, you know, it's, you know, with it, uh, yeah. tick to tick. But I'm using myself as an example that, so I got stopped out. I got the level right. Um, um, if I had a, a week, a weekly option, you know, I, I might have money on that because it eventually went up, right? But here's my problem. Agreed. Options, I don't know where I should take my profits. That's my issue. You know, well, you I don't, could. I don't know, I don't know how, I don't, I don't know because you, you because, because I'm a macro guy, okay. right? I'm a macro guy, so. But Rollin, when you enter a trade, don't you yeah. have some kind of price profit target, like some price target that you you know expect the stock to either rise to or fall to, fall, fall to? I guess I can look at you know I never I never bother to when I do this, when I when I'm playing options, um, I I rarely look at, um, I rarely look at a chart. Interesting. Yeah, I know. Wow. I, 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 I honestly, <laughs> I never. I know. I look at the chart. I look at price points, and then I just use an option to trade just because it's so much cheaper. Um, and then generally, I'm being disciplined. Yeah. When that stock hits my price target, yeah. and that's when I exit the option. Yeah. Um, the problem with the op, and this is where you run into the negative with the option. You might get, you know, a nice price move in the stock, and then the option barely moved. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like frustrates the shit out of you because you're like, crap, this stock just moved like $3 in my favor and I made 15 cents. And you're just like, and you don't, you actually, it makes you not want to take the bit because you want to make more. And that's usually how you get in trouble because then, you know, it ends up stock bounces or whatever and rallies back. And next thing you know, your options now, you know, slightly negative. So um, as far as stuff, when you're talking about active trades uh, and swing trades, I think that might be the best bet is just, you know, Look for your profit targets and bang out of them. And whatever you make on the options, whatever you make on the options. I shouldn't say I never look at a chart. So I would say time I'm following um, unusual option activity, right? Yeah. Right. Um, and then the other half, I put on a trade because of I have a macro view. Like I, I went short, I think after I posted about Yelp, they said 41% of the businesses um, have closed. Um, so I said, okay. Can you pull up Yelp? Um, 41% yep. of businesses on Yelp or businesses? They do a, um, they got this, what they call it. They call it, <laughs> I think in general, they do a, they, they do a survey, survey. Mm -hmm. You could say it's within their ecosystem, which represents, you know. Um, some percentage. Some percentage, right. But they said 41% of businesses have closed forever. Wow. Right. So how does Yelp make money? Right. Yeah, they need, they need. Right. <laughs> they need, they need, um, you know, you got people that go on to the uh, restaurants to locally to eat at based on reviews. Um, um, businesses want their business to show up first, you know, so they throw some ad, throw some money and then Yelp advertise. But if the business is not there, Yelp doesn't make any money. Um, so what I said was that, and what I, lo I looked at the option chain, and I saw there was 3,000 um, put options um, expiring in August. And that 3,000 represented a large number relative to any other strike price and month. Mm -hmm. So I went short, 
uh, at going down to 16 expires in late August. But I think in my post, I said it was going to retest. This chart looks a little funny. Can you squeeze it? Can you squeeze it up? That's what it is. Can you put this on a, uh, a weekly chart? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think I said it's going to retest $11. And then maybe squeeze that up. I mean, oh, oh, okay. Put do the monthly. I'm sorry, monthly chart. So if I'm following the smart money, I don't really care about the charts. Um. Right. So you got a triple bottom at around eleven ish. But this is one of my will be one of my macro type thesis trades and I think my options are worth um, I put the trade on for like $500 so what trade strategy did you do um, uh, it was based on it's based buy, on, it's based did you on macro buy thesis. Puts or... I bought I bought put straight out okay and I think we're, we'll retest $11 but my, I'm profitable. Um, I can be profitable now. Um, but you know, my strike prices are at the $16 level expiring in, um, I think late August and they announced earnings before August. So if local economy has got to start closing up again and yep. you know, that should only help the thesis. So, but I don't know. Say if I'm up three, four hundred points, uh, percentage, um, and there's still room. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know where I should take off. I, I just don't know. Maybe I should just say, if if I get up three hundred percent, no matter what, just get out. I uh, well, you know, what what I like to do is same thing like Mitch likes to do, and I just did this on bat on BAT, um, where you know take some money off the table, and if you think there's still room, great, let it ride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get your yeah. basis up. Hey, maybe I should follow what I suggested you do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> exactly. You know, that's a good. Okay. Yeah. Great advice to other people. You know. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. like, uh, like so, so BAT the crypto. You know, I, you know, Cal was talking about it a few months ago. Gerber was talking about it. I like the story. Um, I got in back in April, and we pushed through. We pushed through one. Uh, supply zone and we're into the second one right now and i just i just sold my basis out so i'm i'm left with 2500 bat free and clear good stuff you know i should probably do that too because i good stuff jumped in too back then good stuff so uh, you know and i put in i put in a, a ladder limit to, to buy some back if it drops but if it doesn't okay i've got 2500 free see i guess part, part of my issue is that usually the trades that I put off, put on, they're usually longer, they're longer, tra um, longer out trades. Um, yeah, I mean, Roland, even if they are like, for instance, you know, my epic uh, battle S&P trade. I mean, when I put that on, you know, I had an outlook of, all right, this trade could last anywhere from a month to, you know, six, seven months, you know, past the election. And what are my price points? And I had price points from, the moment I started the first entry 
I had my price points in terms of where I was looking for the S, you know, SPX to get. Um, so, I mean, duration really shouldn't, I mean, because you do a lot of longer view stuff and you're looking for like, you know, a macro move and like the entire market's going to roll over or the, the entire market's going to rally. And I get that, but I mean, where's it going to rally to or where's, you know, those individual stocks, where are they going to fall to? So, I'm yeah. actually sort of surprised hearing yeah. this from you. Yeah, like, 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 the, like that Ford trade. I was up 600, 600%. And, but my mind was saying, I got, it expires in 2021. I, my mind was saying, this whole thing is still going to turn, right? It's still going to turn, right? We're going to get another leg down. But I, I eventually got out. I got out at uh, three or 400%. But, but I mean, you know better than anyone that there's going to be rallies within a bear market, and 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 you right. Know. So well, I'm saying, okay, I'm, I'm part of me. A part of me was saying, I'm, I'm not, I'm not worried if it fluctuates a couple of hundred percent. You know, I see, I saw Ford going to, I think it was two dollars. I don't know. I don't know what. I think a two dollars was my my target. But That's I got right. out. I got out because I'm saying, okay, up six hundred percent. I gave you know, two or 300% of what, let me just get out. And that's when I, I think that's when I kind of turned, <laughs> turned bullish. I think that's when, it, that's when it was. So there's also, you know, and it goes back to what Neil was just saying, you know, talking about sell half. So like, if you kind of just had all these for the, like the long term, you're like, hell, I'm going to let these ride for the year. Cause I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, Ford might bounce, but in the end, I think it's going to be at two bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, when you were up, 500, right. 600% you sell Take half and then yeah. literally just, you know, and then forget about it, set a reminder for, you know, put a, put in a little chart for $2. And when it gets there, like, sweet, Play. I just crushed it. Play with the house's money. You know, um, exactly. you know I have to, I have to, uh, I have to, I have to incorporate that yeah. because right now I got, I got Marvel options buyer in January. Marvel technology is a, is a 5G play. Um, I got to, dude, I'm high on 5G plays and I haven't like, I don't have any exposure to any of them. So I got to get on top of that. Um, but, but if it, you know, if the market t takes a leg down or retest slows and, and I, I get, I'm down 50%, I'm just getting out, you know, um, no matter, no matter what. Um, so yeah, I think in this environment, I think in this environment, if you're doing options, you also have to kind of day trade options where you hold them hold them for a couple of days maybe a couple of weeks at most yeah you know, i mean it's too hard it makes sense it's too hard to swing unless now well you want to hold you, on hold on Ron, yeah. pause for a second because i guess everyone's terminology is different when i say a swing trade <laughs> yeah. i'm talking a trade that lasts three days to three weeks i got you i hear you i <laughs> yeah. well I, i'm talking the same we're talking the same okay in, yeah. in, this, in this environment you got you know in this environment you know um Unless right now, can you go back to your spy real quick? Day trading is just buying and selling within the day, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, it's basically intraday trading. I don't know why it's called day trading. It's called intraday trading. <laughs> yeah, that was, I gave myself that job back in like 03, 04. That was the worst thing. And can you go to your, um, <laughs> it's like, so you go to the bathroom because you might miss something. We're talking <laughs> the month. You see that candle there? I don't, I don't know what they call that candle. Which? Inverted hammer. Yeah, month, so, uh, monthly. Which candle? Yeah, can you go to the daily now? Yeah. So you got an inverted hammer on the on the monthly or a shooting star or whatever. It's not good. 
Uh, yeah, which, it's looking like it wants to reverse, but until just, we get to yeah. Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say that. Um, I hear you. I was going to say that you know if if prices are high enough on the chart, then maybe potentially if you're bearish, you can put on a position trade where you have it. You you just leave it on for a couple of months. You know, but I don't I don't know. I think a lot is pending the elections as well. Um, one hundred percent. It's going to it it may be range bound. Um, you know, for the next couple of months, you know, I don't know. Ron, listen, I hope you win your bet because if Biden gets in the office, you know, like basically November, December, the stock market win. could collapse. You, 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 you stand to make a, a, a nice uh, little, uh, yes. Treasure fact, chest. If, if this, if this S and P position continues to get larger, I'm going to be rooting for Biden to win. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Come on, crash. Market. Hey, Neil. Yep. Can we revisit your Xerox? Sure. Right. And, and uh, Roland, one thing to throw in, like, you know, you were kind of just talking about uh, Marvel and, and, you know, a long play. Like, I think, and I guess, you know, you need to have the account size to do it. You know, you need to have the, the liquidity in your account. But I think selling puts to own stocks that you want is still one of the best strategies out there. Yeah, no, I, 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 I agree. <laughs> I, I, I agree. Um, um, I'm probably, listen, I, honestly, once I close on this flip and it's going to free up a crap ton of money, I'm probably going to fund a account where I'm in a position where I can A, day trade and B, also start selling puts on stocks that I want to own yeah. at much lower prices. Because if they come down there, I'd be like, sweet, thank you for the discount. Yeah, I can do it in my, I can do it in my IRA. Um, yeah. You know, what, I, what I use to, you know, trade, it's not, it's not big enough. Um, but I also don't want to, again, this is my brain saying that we're in a recession, it's going a lot lower. I can get prices at a, at a lot lower, so I don't want to put any puts on. Do you know what I mean? Well, um, but you sell them much, much, much lower. But you won't get any, you won't get any, you're not gonna, you're not gonna get anything for it. I guess, I mean, look what Cal's making on spreads that are 100 points money. <laughs> yeah, but, but I'm, what I'm saying is that if I think that eventually, potentially prices break the March lows, uh, I don't want to put any, but I don't want to. I don't want to sell any puts now. I don't think prices are going to break the March lows. I hear you. Gets I, I hear you. You know, um, so if we do, if it eventually goes sixteen hundred S S S S and P, then yeah. Oh my God, we doing backflips. <laughs> so <laughs> what's the advantage of uh, selling? Because you're talking about selling naked puts on a stock yeah. you own. What's the advantage yeah. of that versus doing? Uh, uh, say selling, uh, uh, doing a vertical, vertical put spread. You're just renting. Just buying... What's that? You're just renting. You never get the opportunity to own. With a vertical spread? Better explain it, yeah. 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 Okay. Well, I mean, think about it. With a spread, you're essentially, like he said, you're essentially renting. I mean, you're, you're, you're limiting your exposure to that, to that uh, spread amount. And you're basically just trading your right to, sell and your right to 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 to, to buy. um as opposed to if you outright buy uh sell a put call it a naked put for a reason because essentially you're exposed and if price goes below that strike price you're buying that stock at that price you know like this get put to you so if you want like for instance looking at we'll just use you know for a simple example looking at this xerox chart right let's just say when xerox was 
first breaking down, right? And it was consolidating there at like 32, you know, and you're looking, you know, and let's just say you're a fan of Xerox and you want to own the stock and you're like, well, shit, I'd like to own this, but you know, I'd like to own it lower. And, you know, I don't know what the, you know, if we look back on the chart, maybe there's price points, maybe there's not, but let's just say there's, let's just say there's a prior support, you know, at, you know, $20 and you're like, I'll take this thing at $20. You sell a $20 strike put. And now you, you get that premium to credit. And if Xerox never goes below 20, you keep that credit, you keep that income. If it goes below 20, that stock's getting put to you. And now your cost, regardless of where the stock is, the stock could, you know, let's say it's down at 15 come, come expiration time. You're getting put that stock at 20. You bought that stock at 20. So, you know, that might seem like it's bad if it's 15 because it's like, well, damn, I'm down $5 a share, less whatever the credit was you, you know, you, you uh, took in. But if long term you want to hold stocks when it's at 32 and you have the opportunity to buy it at 20, you're probably on board for that because you're like, well, shit, I'm buying it at 20. I think eventually it's going to be back up in the mid 30s. So that's just kind of in terms of the point of view. So basically when the stocks you want to buy, it's a way to quote unquote, buy them at a discount if they do fall. And if they don't, you keep that premium. You don't own the stock, but at least you're earning income. Exactly. So like worst case scenario, you just it. get, you just get assigned a stock that you like anyways. Correct. At a, at right. a price exactly. Like. So the, yeah. Worst thing will happen is that you basically end up taking a loss because you get assigned the stock at 20, the stock's only trading at 15. So it's like, crap, I'm down $5 a share, less the premium, but it's still a stock you wanted. And, you know, maybe you would have bought much higher if you were just outright buying. Yeah, um, right. It's a strategy that works very well in bull markets um, and with stocks that seem to never really go down. Um, my friend's dad sold puts on Apple for like 10 straight years and basically just crushed it. So, yeah. so like uh, on this trade, see that candle where it was like, it went up to $20 uh, in the May or beginning of June rather. Yeah. yeah. So I thought we were, I thought it was going to follow the rest of the market and it was breaking up uh, breaking out to the upside. And so I, the 17s uh, at that point, which are going to expire in about uh, three weeks, something like that, two weeks. And uh, so I sold the 17s. I got 72 cents for them. And so my, my break even is, you know, 1628. And um, so right now we're at 1506. So it's looking like I'm going to get put the stock. Uh, so basically I'm, I'm essentially buying the stock at 1628 and I'm perfectly happy with that. Would you, um, if you get a sign, are you going to calls right away? Yeah. Well, not maybe, you know, yes. So I'm getting, I'm getting a dollar dividend on a, on a $16 stock and I'll be selling calls, you know, to, um, to, uh, you know, get some more revenue on it. And then all time low, like for the last what, 20, 30 years is like 11. So, I'm I'm not concerned about the stock dropping too much. I'm not concerned about Xerox going out of business. Um, so I think it's a great stock to own. Here's what I might start getting into. You know, again, I'm trying to focus on only a couple of things. Um, but I think longer term, I'm going to start owning stocks and um, using, 
using positions around the stock. So let's take Xerox for a minute. Can you go to Yahoo or whatever will show you um, options? So if you get assigned, um, you look at the, the front month and uh, potentially if you can sell your calls um, for more than maybe selling the put as protection, pretty much you kind of, it's like you own that and you're renting, you're renting, you're renting this out. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Um, a merry put essentially. And I think when we, when the chart was up, I think the historical volatility was in the middle. So, was, you know, you might be able to get some, I don't know, better premium, I guess. And then after this one, I got to get off. Uh, my wife is building a, a gym in our garage. Um, so we got to pick up uh, some equipment. Nice. Nah, you read my mind. I was just going to say, like, I'm, I'm going to hard stop at uh, halfway through the hour. All right. So, so can you go to, uh, yeah, options? And just say, you know, you got the stock. It's at $15 now. And uh, let's see where we're at. What uh, expiration do you want? That's good. Yep. All right. So um, if you sold the 16, you can get, say, 50 cents for it and then go down to your puts. If you sold the, uh, yeah, it's a kind of like a break even. You'd have to maybe sell the, sell the thirteen. You know, sell sell the thirteen, which will then you get a, a certain credit. But then you got to do the math to say, well, what if price dropped to thirteen? You still you're still going to lose a little bit, but not as much. Yeah. So that's a so that'd be a synthetic where you're selling the, the put and buying the call. But if you own, is it is it is it synthetic if you still own the um the stock? Uh, I yeah, Mary put, Mary put with a with a with a with a uh, Mary put plus, um, you selling, a cover call, cover call plus Mary put. Oh, you're buying the put. No, you you are you buying the put? Yes, and you're selling oh. the. Uh, right, so you buying the put for protection. Right. Um, yeah, that's a that's a collar. A collar, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So in this case, though. Right, so you lose a little bit if it goes against you. Mm. Um, are, are all these terms in Leopedia? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think Leopedia is more crypto uh, focused. But, uh, no, I think. Um, um, can we go? Can we go real quick to the to the see what's there? I'm the worst you, uh, about keeping us on track. Your Leopedia, yeah, Leopedia. It's a great question because um, honestly, you know, there's probably out of those three or four terms you guys just threw out there, you know, there's probably at least two of them that most people don't know, maybe more. Sending, so, I've been sending Cal batches of um, like words to add. I know he's, I know he's busy. Yeah. So just to just recap, um, a married put is you own the stock, buy a put for insurance protection. Um, a caller is the married put plus you are selling uh, an, a call to help finance buying the put. 
and you know depending on the numbers you might make it free you might get a little money um so what what the caller does is that it locks in your stock price because if it goes above the call then it gets called away and your your upside is is uh you know used up and you're you're limited on the downside as far as loss because you have the married put so you're just you're in that narrow band between the the sold call and the purchased put um, to that, that that's your volatility range everything outside of that is is negated and what was the third one that we did um i don't know i'm not cover call i don't know well cover call is you own the stock and you sell the call um just to increase either decrease your basis in the stock or just to get income uh hopefully from from the option yeah i mean i think the 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 glossary is, is starting to fill out. Um, I'm not sure, uh, Cal, I don't know if I sent you. I don't know. I have to look. I don't know if the last batch I sent you, you had time to include it or not. I don't, I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't, I, I don't think I have yet. I think I still yeah. have to do an update for, the, yeah. for the, whatever you sent me recently. Yeah, but as Cal populates the glossary, then I start working on the next. But I, it's, 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 fill, it's starting to fill out. Yeah. Yep. Um, and you know, this is tied to the hive guide or no, um, Cal? The you know, like, is the hive guide on this uh, Leopedia? Yeah. Okay. Right. Right. Because that's you know that's what I'm going to start sending to folks. Um, you know, like my my one of my guys at work. You know, for him to you know what's hive and what's all this and well, here, check it out. Um, yeah, you know. But I think this this website um, it's undervalued. How you, how you if, if that's you know, if you want to put it in that terms, it's, it's undervalued right now. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't guess, uh, doesn't get that much traffic. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be godsend for for onboarding news. You know. Um, I know we're running out of time, but I got some, I got some other stuff for you. I'll send it in the discord, some things that we may want to add to the hive stat. Oh, that's another question. Are we going to have the same analytics built into the hive stat or no? Yeah, we've got it for, uh, all of them. Oh, that's beautiful. So, uh, yeah, all the sites. So we're just pulling the date. We're pulling the data off of simple analytics. Yeah. So they've got, right. uh, so the reason I picked them is because uh, versus something like Google analytics, they're uh, privacy focused. So okay. they're not, they're not, you know, selling data and, and doing all that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I got some stuff for you. You want to consider, um, but I'll send it in the discord. These were, these were tools that I used when we was on um, uh, steam. Um, so I think the hive stat is, um, what's the word has been a pleasant surprise. Is that the right, right word, yeah. right words. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy that, um, the, if you look at the actual number of, uh, number of visitors, so that's, you know, unique people who use the site, it's actually uh hive stats has more users than Leo finance. So, and it's 
by a decent margin. I think it's by like about 20% margin. So Hive Stats is definitely, uh, definitely a lot more popular. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, Leo Finance, they get that content on any, on, on any front end. Right. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. All right. So what 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 are we at? The what mark? Two hours and something? Two hours and twenty two <laughs> hours and a half. Okay. Yeah. I think that's good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll have to uh schedule the next one this week. I'll probably put on maybe twenty or thirty more trades. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I may I may pick up your uh get the one on Monday. <laughs> I like yeah. that. Yeah. The problem is now I'm looking all I'm starting to look at credit spreads again. So I got a feeling I might <laughs> be focus. Focus. <laughs> I can't even do it. I can't even start trading again. I got to stay focused on all the real estate and the real estate investor coaching. And I just had this conversation today on the mastermind. I'm like, this is not good. Like I'm pulled in too many directions again. And no, you know, my you. trading buddy just asked me if I want to get involved because he kind of needs someone in his trading room, like for like a couple hours afternoon. And I was like, crap. Yeah. I <laughs> Don't make you, that man. offer to me. I feel you. We'll just pull an Amazon and start absorbing everything. Call it, everything will there be Leo. Go. There you Leo go. trading, <laughs> Leo, uh, Leo gambling. Exactly. So got to find Leo binaries. Leo binaries. Yeah, like, yeah, right. Leo, Leo binaries. Yeah. So on a serious tip, um, I guess we got to see – Gerber's availability, right? But I, I there are but, other coders in the world. But, I mean, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, well, Gerber's building a loan system for me right now too for Leo. Oh, what? So, uh, <laughs> we're we're going. Wait, I want to hear more real quick. What's the what's the cliff note of this loan system? So you'll take your Leo to It's basically like a DeFi loan system. You'll take your Leo. I love you'll it. send it I'm to an account. Ready. You'll lock it up, and then you'll receive Liquid Hive. <laughs> Based on, uh, it'll be something like thirty percent of the collateral. Can and I receive liquid like, other things like Bitcoin or whatever? We could start accepting other things, yeah. Um, but yeah. Interesting. How does how does um so how does where is the money coming from? Other, I, it's basically just me funding it. Yeah. No no so, no 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 no. I mean, how does DeFi work? Like it has to invest in something to make the returns, right? Um. In this case, it's staking. Well, um, no. So, so okay. So the uh, it'll we're kind of figuring out the interest rate. But when you take out a loan, you've got to pay some some interest rate for the duration of the loan. Oh, okay, okay. I got you. So it's, I got it's you. not okay, like I'm investing good. the Leo. I'm good. I'm rate. good. Yeah. So you're earning. So it'll collect like two percent or something. Got it. Yeah. Wow, I like that. Yeah. Sure, and then the even, main point even, is even, to get people to lock Leo up. Even better. Um, but if then if you if you uh, offer other things, this reminds me that the easiest way I can think of is like um, Mitch. It's like a, uh, a, a real estate development um, company where you get investors, right? And you use those funds to um, invest in other projects, right? Yeah. And you get returns. Um, I've got one of those. <laughs> nah, I was keeping my mouth shut. I'll lead. Yeah, yeah that's so a conversation for another day. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. There's, there's, a, there's a, I guess to Mitch's point, I mean, it, there's, 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 I don't want to say low hanging fruit everywhere, but, you know, I guess uh, I love your, um, your roadmaps because it, it keeps things kind of 
tailored and focused and um, executable and, and accountable, you know, um, and I'm trying to, I'm, I'm actually trying to take pages out of your book because I'm, I'm all over the place with my trading, you know, um, I rarely look at Forex now because uh, I just want to focus on the, the uh, indices, you know. That's right. I totally forgot you were trading for that. Yeah, I, re I rarely look at Forex, man, because it's, it's I, I'm not, I'm just, I'm spread out thin and it's, I'm not as effective as I can be. That is a big problem, I think, for anyone that's got kind of like that entrepreneurial spirit. You know what I mean? You just see a bunch of good opportunities and you want to try and get, you know, take advantage of all of them. And it's just, it's tough to succeed like that. And, you know, uh, I've had that dilemma um, and I'm having it again right now. And I know yeah. Neil's been through it. So, yeah. Yep. Follow your heart, Mitch. All <laughs> your blitz as long as it makes money. I think the problem with that is I'm all probably a gambler at heart, so I want to day trade when I know that the money maker for me is real estate. Yeah, yeah. Follow the money. There you go. Oh, all right. awesome all right, guys. All right, have a good one. You too. Take care, fellas. All right. See you.